bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people... Up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth of the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I saw Kyle's hair. I was like, Kyle's hair. Is that how you find out people? That's how you find out Kyle's at home? We just look at his hair. Oh, Kyle's here. <laughs> okay, let me stop. He's the boss. You might see. There he is. See, look at him. He's doing stuff already. Doing stuff already. Woo. Okay. Oh, Lord. Trying to get my top five at five, so we're going to talk about it. Number five. If you haven't heard, uh, a blinding dust storm led to six deaths and dozens of injuries along Interstate 55 in South Central Illinois. I've driven the northern part of that stretch headed to Illinois State University, and this is south of Springfield, between Springfield and... um, Oh, my gosh. What's the name of that town? I can't remember it. Um, Between, well, the other big, the next big city is East St. Louis and St. Louis. So this was Monday morning. Shirley Harper, 88, from Franklin, was the first fatality identified. Illinois State Police are asking for help to identify the other victims. Son-in-law of Harper, Tim Schaefer, said Harper and her daughter were on the road when tragedy stuck. He shared how the 88-year-old would be remembered. He said, she would talk to anybody, do anything for anybody. People like her. We need more of them in the world. Illinois State Police said the ages of the victims ranged from 2 to 88 years old. They said over 70 vehicles were believed to be involved in the crash, and three more victims have been 
tentatively identified. And so if you have any information, Illinois State Police spokesperson Brendan Kelly is asking for the public's help to call 618-346-3653. That's 618-346-3653. Number four. Kyle will be happy. I know he'll be. Why is that? Because there are reports that Packers quarterback Jordan Love is now under contract with Green Bay through the 2024 season. Per ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Packers and Love have agreed to a one-year contract extension worth up to 22. So really what they're giving him is like uh, two years to either get it or they're going to blow him out the door. They always do that to black quarterbacks and black players. But then, you know, they, oh, my God. You've been here so long, Aaron Rodgers. We're going to, like, he had a whole three-year, five-year contract when he rolled in. Jordan Love, you're going to extend him a year. We never get the time we need in order to get things done. I find, I just find that amazing. I'm not saying the two highest-paid quarterbacks are black. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about Jordan Love. Make Jordan Love the third highest-paid quarterback. How's that? He's barely played. That's not my point. If I'm irrational, let me be irrational, okay? Come on. It's football. The fact that he's getting $33.5 million, and they said fully guaranteed. <clears throat> How much was Aaron Rodgers guaranteed? Like 40 50 But, you know, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers' contract when he came off the bench after Brett Favre left <clears throat> and see how much he made. I wonder that, but I'm, but I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Number three. <sighs> I don't even know where to start on this one. I don't even know. Republicans just released their proposed bill that could bring historic changes to shared revenue. Municipalities hope it'll bring more money to provide critical services. However, it has a lot of restrictions. So I am going to go over that in the five o'clock hour so that you can hear some of the things that are in this bill that run contrary to exactly what the city of Milwaukee can do in order to uh, come out on the side of winning. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't think it's going to be good for us. I don't think it's going to um matter. I don't I don't think it's going to um help us in any way. Other than I don't know paying more in taxes. Number 2. Wisconsin Badger receiver Marcus Allen was is, is facing a charge of carrying a concealed weapon after officers found a gun on him at a block party over the weekend, Madison police said to, uh, yesterday. Allen was one of 40 people arrested at a party Saturday on various charges, and Madison police captain Michael Hansen said that police had referred the concealed carry charge and a municipal um, alcohol-related charge to the district attorney's office. It wasn't immediately clear whether Allen had an attorney um, Hanson said Allen had been arrested for alcohol-related violation when a search revealed the gun. Hanson said the gun Allen was carrying was stolen 
Um, Hansen didn't provide any details on who it might have been stolen from or how and how he came into possession. Allen was post, has posted bail. Wisconsin officials said they're aware of the situation and are in the process of gathering information. Number one. If you didn't hear it or see it, you wouldn't believe it. Everybody keeps talking about why people should be careful. Why we should watch out for each other. Well, there's a story on CNN from Oklahoma. A convicted sex offender and two missing teenage girls are believed to be among the seven bodies found in a man's home in Oklahoma. Jesse L. McFadden, 39-year-old offender, was found dead at his home in Henrietta, about 90 miles from Oklahoma City, just hours after records show he missed a scheduled court date. The missing teens, 14-year-old Ivy Webster, 16-year-old Brittany Brewer, were believed to be among the bodies. Okmulgee County Sheriff Eddie Rice said, noting the medical examiner would provide a final confirmation. They were last seen early in the morning, and when they went and checked, they found that seven bodies were found at the property where McFadden lived. The bodies were not in the residence, but just on the property. He failed to appear at a bench warrant. Uh, police officers showed up, and the records show authorities then discovered the bodies while executing a search warrant. And so when people say bad things happen in certain communities, I'm not really understanding or knowing what they're talking about, but clearly this person has never vacationed in Oklahoma. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth in the afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Good afternoon, Dr. Ken. Who is this? Sir Chance. Great show to piggyback on your point about how the general workforce in the past fast food restaurant industry is designed to predominantly cater to. You're dead spot on, sir. The youth is definitely what McDonald's employers mainly shoot for. Uh, such clearly proves to be a jump start to their development and customer service skills, overall work ethic, especially as the vast majority of them are still 
in school. 88 Heartbreaks said, bring back Brett Huntley. <laughs> oh, Carly said, you jamming up there. So watch this. The caller said, people from Chicago know nothing about football. Aaron was an All-American. Jordan was not. You were neither. So what's your point? Then they sent a note. You jamming up there. Don't be trying to be nice. Nah. Mm-hmm. 833-212-1017. Boy, y'all be, y'all be blowing up the talking text line because y'all be trying to be all incognito, <clears throat> or in your case, incognito, and and always trying to not have people know who you really are. But that's all right. I'm going to track you down. Like, how do they find eight bodies on this guy's property? Like, what what you been doing? What, what happened that people disappear? Eight bodies, dude? Eight? Eight. Eight. That's ridiculous. Y'all better be careful. Y'all better be careful. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to go through and I'm going to read this bill that they passed. I'm going to read all the things that it calls for. The sales and use tax. And what it can be used for. The county, a county in which first class city is located, may impose additional sales tax and use tax at a rate not to exceed 0.375%. DOR keeps 1.75% of the revenue from the additional tax for administrative purposes. Allows for first class city sales. and So we got to go through this and actually look at what it will entail for the city of Milwaukee provisions that are applicable. There are significant limits in here that we need to understand. The total amount of spending for cultural or entertainment matters or involving partnerships with nonprofits is limited to not more than 5% of the total city budget. Think about that. If our city budget is $100 million, you can only spend $5 million on entertainment or culture or involving partnerships. So all the stuff we do in the city as it relates to um, festivals and stuff like that, we're going to have to find private funding because now the city will not have enough money to do a lot of those things. Number two, net new program spending or position authorizations may occur only upon a two-thirds vote of all members of the Common Council. So you just made it harder to actually spend money that we have. I can't get a new person hired that we need that we need unless two-thirds. You just literally changed the structure of the Common Council which is not predominantly black, by the way. So that now the only person there that has power is the common council president. Number three, the city may not use monies raised by levying taxes for funding any position for which 
The principal duties consist of promoting individuals on the basis of their race, color, ancestry, national origin, or sexual orientation. What do you mean promoting? The city may not use monies raised by levying taxes for developing, operating, or maintaining a rail fixed guideway transition system or streetcar. So who agreed to this? This gives them all the power over the city. You, you've effectively, I can't use that word that I was thinking, you've effectively tied the hands of the Common Council and turned it over to a majority of people who don't represent the majority of people in this city. Number five, the city must maintain level of law enforcement and fire department staffing at least at the current level. So there can be no cuts. So you're going to burn through the money you already have because you don't have enough cops, but I can't lay off people or if I go on, it's, it's just weird. And then here's the kicker. The school board of the school district that's located in the first class city must ensure that 25 school resource officers are present at schools in the school district during school hours and that a reasonable number are present during other school related activities and that beginning in the 2025-2026 school year the school board must consider the statistics required to be collected on violations of municipal disorderly conduct ordinances and certain crimes as further described to allocate the city resource officers to specific schools in the so now what we're doing is we're taking power away from the fire and police commission and giving it to the common council or giving it to the state I mean, there's so many things that goes through. Current law authorizes the Fire Police Commission to prescribe general policies under current law, what they can and can't do. The bill transfers authority for the control and management of the police department from the Fire and Police Commission to the chief of each department. So effectively, they neutered the Fire and Police Commission. Policies established for the control and management of the department may be modified or suspended by two-thirds vote of the com. Wow. You all need to go online and get a copy of this and read it through because uh, some of these things are good. Some of these things are not so good for the city of Milwaukee. They've effectively taken all the power. We don't have a fire and police commission anymore. It's over. 833-212-1017 is the number. Tasha, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hi, yes. I was, I was just listening to you, and, and I, I have some disagreements with you. Like, That's how, fine. How do you say that um, only children work at McDonald's and grocery stores? Like, those are not only children jobs or whatever. McDonald's is a very hard job to work. No, 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 no. That, um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm saying those jobs are usually – I know you need adults as managers and supervisors and stuff like that. They can't run the whole store. I'm saying that the majority of the people that should be working in McDonald's should be kids who are going to learn work ethic, learn how to count money, stuff like that. That's all. Well, well, see, I, 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 when you work in 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 McDonald's, I think they should get paid at least seventeen dollars an hour. Okay. If you ever worked in a fast food restaurant yes. and dealt with uh-huh. the physical, mental, and emotional stress that comes with that, like that, that, that is the bottom McDonald's? job. And people, McDonald's. yeah, people talk about how 
how how oh you work at McDonald's, but McDonald's is a hard job. You have to deal with a lot. People crazy about their money. Most things you know, people most things you pay for are people are like that. My job was stressful yeah, too. Yeah, they want to kill you for a burger. Yeah. yeah, but you got to go to McDonald's and actually just go sit in they in their lobby and pay attention. They they I do. It's like being in the hospital, the police station. Like they they got it bad, and uh-huh. a lot of the employees they have no morals because their leaders have no morals. So the structure of the restaurant is is, is basically crappy. So all of them you are know, like that. All of them. You, it seemed like it in Milwaukee. It, it, and not just in Milwaukee. I, you know, customer service has depleted completely. Right. I wouldn't blame that on McDonald's. I would blame that on the people. Yeah, just the pe- No, just the people who they hire. I wouldn't say it's the corporation in general, but when you don't pay people enough and they work really hard for you, the person, you, you have to value those people who work for you. You Absolutely. have to value your, because if your employees don't come to work, you don't make no money. Absolutely. So the employee is just as important as the person who paying the bill. Sure. You need to take care of your people like they your family instead of just treating them like I get it that you you rich and you don't have to be concerned about people and things of that nature. But if people don't show up at your workplace and stop working for you and then you and your family got to go in there and do it, you won't be rich no more, would you? Uh, they'd probably still be rich because then they don't have to pay anybody else. They they wouldn't be rich because they didn't got so privileged sitting on their butts all this time. Their hands going to hurt the first day they get on that line. They don't appreciate what people do for them to be in a position where they at. Okay. You know, if, if the rent is going up, the gas price is going up, the food price is going up, it right. just makes sense to raise the minimum wage. That's just because I get supply and demand and all the economics that go in it, but it's doesn't make sense if the people have no money how do they spend you know i agree it's just it's it's just crazy your rent to stay in the the ghetto in the two-bedroom apartment it's nine hundred dollars but you're only getting paid ten dollars an hour how is that possible how do they allow them to keep raising everything so high except for how much you're willing to pay a person per hour to work and if people don't work, then they're leech. Then, you know, you, you get all these labels and stigmas to come with it with the people who's not willing to work for that $15. Oh, they're lazy. Oh, they're lazy. But $15 an hour, honestly, for the average adult will not pay their bills, especially if they have children. So is there anything so that now, you're responsible for that would make you be able to get paid more than $15 an hour other than showing up? I mean, upon when you get hired, of course, you negotiate your... That's not what I asked. Are you responsible for making sure you put you in a position so that you don't have to take a $15 an hour job? You could take a $30 an hour job. Is that up to you or is that up to the person paying you? I would say it's up to the person paying me. Oh. Because... All right. And the reason, I'm, I'm gonna tell you my reason for saying that. Talk okay, quick, me and I gotta take a break. The same job position. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. And, and, and he, they paid him more just because he was a male. He was offered more right out the gate, and I was better than him. I mean, a hundred percent better. We, we were both chefs, and I was the better chef, but they paid him more. Offered him more, paid him more, gave him a promotion, everything. When I was completely better than him in every part of that kitchen. So I do. Did I sell myself cheap because 
I was trying to get in the door for promotions and to, and to be the head chef in that establishment. I don't know. Did you? I don't know. That 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 baffles me to today. I, I just, you know, I just feel like I went for it and it, it was a flop because the, mm-hmm. the the it was set against me from the very beginning. Okay. They was gonna lowball me regardless because I was a black female in a man in a male dominated field. Cause most chefs are men and women are not welcomed in the kitchen, only as a domestic cook. All right. Well, thank you much. I appreciate it, Tasha. You gave me some things to think about. Thank you so much for having me. And you have a wonderful day now. You too. Bye-bye. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Just want to remind you, I'll be broadcasting live from the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Milwaukee College Signing Day, presented by Direct Supply. I'll be talking to boys and girls from the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Milwaukee about their journey from high school to college. Again, that's Truth in the Afternoon tomorrow, 4 to 6. Live from the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Milwaukee College Signing Day. Right here on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. So make sure you stick around. It's going to be pretty cool. It'll be pretty cool. Talking text line says, uh, yeah, Dr. Giggles. Ridiculous. Um, Sir Chan said, I suppose she hasn't been to the McDonald's on 67th and North. Great customer service there. Pretty much one of the best within a five-mile radius. Yeah, because that's where I saw you. It's also Hispanic-owned, and most of them only speak Spanish. And then a few people that work in the front. So if you don't speak English to them, they don't speak English to you. They don't even talk. So, so... And then sometimes I have to go in and say, excuse me. And they'll turn around and give you that, like, you know. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's a great store. But sometimes they're a little standoffish if you're not Hispanic. That I can say. That's cultural. I get it. But sometimes you need to be a little more hospitable. Right? That's what a normal adult would think. However, these are kids. Many of them are kids working there in their first job. And they're working in an environment where their Hispanic 
and their bosses and their supervisors and everybody there is Hispanic and they see people that look like them and speak their language and they're learning. That's what's cool about that. That's what I like to see. Right? I love it when the kid walks up to me at at Chick-fil-A and they are so professional and so together. That's what I'm talking about. That is what those jobs are for. That's why they make 15 bucks an hour, 17, 20 bucks an hour, right? Low pay, but they're learning. They shouldn't be paying rent anywhere anyway. But anyway, I digress. 88 Heartbreak said North Avenue's owner come in and work at the North Avenue McDonald's at one point. Well, let me let me let me go back. Uh, no, I'm not going to print those. Those are a little risque, so I don't think I'll say that. But um, uh, anyway, let me move on. Um, if McDonald's pays $17 an hour, then the price of food goes up. Some people act like this money comes out of the air. They do. Laughing at the last caller, I feel her pain, but it's up to the individual to put their self in a more advantageous position. So, I don't know. What y'all in there laughing about? What y'all laughing about? Oh, you're not going to tell me? Oh, it's like that? What are you laughing about, Rhea? On break? Tell me now. Mm-hmm. Isn't that causing trouble? Causing trouble. That's all right. That's all right. The caller said, Doc, you would be shocked to speak with some of those working poor owners and management sell them dreams of advancement. What job you know is perfect? Like, what job do you have that they won't tell you how wonderful it is so that you'll take it and, and like, what, what job do you have to think that, that, listen, the pandemic didn't force them to do anything. Culture did. Society did. That's going to change. The fact that they hired people and paid them more than 10, they paid them $10 because that's what they took. If they couldn't find any workers to get $10, they would have paid them 12 or 15 That's what they accepted pre-pandemic. You don't think we're going back to that? That $15 ain't getting hired or nothing. What you did is you locked in a number where you could have been getting 17 or 20 but now you're only getting 15 because that's what you said. And not everybody gets paid the same because not everybody works together. You work harder, you get paid more. You don't work harder, you don't get paid more. It's, it's, it's kind of weird that we have this thing in our brain that everybody's supposed to get the same hourly wage. wage. Work harder to get a living wage. That's what I had to do. I had to start at the bottom and work my way up. And unfortunately, that's how life is. Fortunately, that's how life is. Sandra, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hi, Dr. Ken. <laughs> how are you? Fortunately, I am fine. Fortunately, that's how life is. Uh, how are you? You doing okay? I'm doing okay. 
I'm all right. Okay, good. Yeah, I was listening. Yeah, you. I mean, you on it today. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's uh, kind of frustrating. Not to me though, because I'm retired. Just to the younger <laughs> people that's got to work and all that good stuff. Okay. What I did in um. Like I'm seeing, like when I did uh, finish high school, uh, we weren't pushed into where you could learn how to operate your own business and stuff like that. Correct. I wasn't even pushed to the point where, I, you know, economically, where you can go into economics so you can learn this stuff. Now, my dad had a shoe store, but my dad came straight from Mississippi and he had work uh, work ethics. You know, he shined shoes and all of that. So he would work because he loved to get his money. That's how you get your money, you know. Oh, yeah. But uh, they never said nothing. And then the counselors never said nothing. So now we're from an era that nothing was really said. And then, you know, you have kids and then you got to try to take care of them. And then, like I said, I was like, uh, I was married, but a single mom because he didn't really want to play his position in the role. (laughs) And now you got to yeah, you got your kids to see after. And then I was fortunate to have my mom. My dad, he did a lot of work, and so he um, he provided. And I was fortunate to have family. So a lot of these young kids, they you know, they're doing a lot of stuff, but they, they probably don't have the backing that they should have, you know, like uh, the family uh, roots, roots right. that we have that we could attach to. But why and do you I'm think we have that? Because, because our parents came from down south? Oh, yes. And then the grandparents, they loved each other. They cook. I mean, they you see them do stuff all together. It wasn't all this divided stuff, you know. And they did not take no stuff. Our parents didn't take no stuff. So uh, uh, I don't know about the parents now, but our parents would not take any. Uh-uh, not off of kids. You listen to them because they're the grown-ups. But, um, yeah, I was listening, and when I mentioned yesterday, we were talking about that little referendum stuff, and that's kind of what I was kind of, you know, leading to. And you gave, uh, you you named it, you gave all the positions and everything. I'm glad you did. So we'll know what's happening. But we, I guess we as, uh, if we can teach our kids and catch them all and let them, because a lot of time I hear what you're saying, saying we should get our own. We should try to form our own business. Right. But a lot of folks we have, they're working. They want to work and, uh, uh, I guess, establish their own funds, uh, money to pass on to their children. Right. So I don't hear none of them saying they want to open a business. Which which is fine because not everybody can open a business, but at least they'll be able to be the person that we hire, at least. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. At least uh-huh. be oh, the yeah. person that, you know— and get a decent wage, but but remember, they need to understand how business works. Yeah, because a lot of them, especially like I tell you where I am, it's all family oriented. So you don't see other people working in their business. And I'm sitting up here saying, hmm, you're here, but you pay the taxes, but nobody, you hire nobody but your family. Right. You know? And so that's what I'm seeing. So it seemed like to me, a lot of time when they do get a business, it's always family oriented. They put their families here. And it's a good thought, you know, because you're passing it down to your family for generations and generations. But why is that a bad thing to start your own business and have your family work in it? You started it. You took the risk. You took you took all Mm -hmm. the you put all the money into it. It's an excellent thing. But my dad, when he had his business, he didn't think the women should work in it. 
That's the thing. It's excellent. You know, if he had had us in there, we could have probably added more to it. But that was a byproduct of his. His um, we can't. Right. We we can't go back like we're going back and getting rid of art because all the people that created the art were all white males. Well, that was what it was back then. They didn't have a lot Mm -hmm. of women and a lot of black people or Hispanic. That's Mm -hmm. just how it was. So don't. Don't don't come in today and then destroy something that was made 600 years ago because it was a white guy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not destroying it. I'm just seeing his thought not and you. thinking was the woman's place was in the home. Right. See, back then, the woman's place was in the home. It was not right. in, you know, the business area. So that's that's all I'm seeing. And I, I, I you know, I'm not mad at him for it or nothing. Um, he, he did what, you know, he knew how to do. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I, like I said, I don't know if he finished high school or anything, but he knew what he wanted in his life. Right. And so um, that's what, and I just want to say one more thing. Hurry up. I went to Chicago <laughs> this weekend. Good. Hey. How'd you like I it? I got to dance with some of your people. Hey. That's what's up. Tore it up. That's what's up. That's okay. what's up. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about that. Okay, we'll talk Kid. about that on Thursday. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 51 minutes after the hour, we're coming up on the close. I'm still stuck on this this shared revenue monstrosity as you read through it. Prohibition on certain discrimination. Collection of certain data related to criminal and ordinance violations occurring on school property. Maintenance uh, of effort for preventive services. Requires political subdivisions to certify to the Department of Revenue that the political subdivision is maintaining a level of law enforcement and fire and emergency medical services that is at least equivalent to that provided in the previous year. So you can't lay anybody off. Um, County and municipal aid to political subdivisions that do not satisfy the maintenance of effort requirement are reduced by 15%. So where is this money supposed to come from? Out of the little piddly shared revenue you're giving them there is absolutely no way i would have ever bill prohibits a local health officer from ensuring a, issuing a mandate to close a business in order to control an outbreak or epidemic of communicable disease for longer than 14 days unless the governing body of the governmental unit in which the order is intended to apply approves the extension under the bill no approved extension may be longer than 14 days so Basically, you can shut it down for 20. So if the bubonic plague comes through, oh, well, like you'll just you'll just die because 
Hmm. I need to go through this 133 pages and actually read it and outline and look at all these things. They even touched on medical emergency medical responder certification requirements. Prohibits Department of Health Services from requiring an applicant who's applying for certification as a emergency medical responder to register with or take the exam of the National Registry of Emergency Medical Technicians. Huh? That's like saying you could be a registered nurse, but you don't have to take the national test to be a registered nurse, which is the whole point of being a registered nurse. There is absolutely no way I would have. Hmm. I want to get a fuller look at this particular document so that um, if you get a chance, go to TMJ4.com. There's a story there about the uh, shared revenue. Wisconsin Shared Revenue Republicans released full proposal on today, on Tuesday, which is today. This makes no sense. This makes absolutely no no sense whatsoever. I don't understand. But in order to understand, I'm going to read it more. So that's exactly what I plan to do. Uh, tomorrow, um, I'll be at the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Milwaukee College Signing Day, sponsored by uh, Direct Supply. And I think we'll... Uh, have a good time there talking to the youth and the adults who have made all of this possible. And I think um, on Thursday, by then I will have digested exactly what this particular thing is. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's going to definitely generate questions. It's definitely going to generate some questions that we need people to answer. And so once I get my ducks in a row, I want to start maybe calling and having um, the mayor, county executive, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, have them come on and talk about it. Some of it I agree with, some of it I don't. Some of it I'm like, eh, but I have to read the whole thing. I at least owe it to them. Um, Some of the things that they got for the city are good. Some of the things are not, but I understand it's a compromise. And so those are things we have to do. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Never miss a show. You can stream us on multiple platforms, the Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, YouTube, and live on Twitter. Tori Lowe Show's coming up next. Want to say thank you to Alex. Thank you to Rhea somewhere in the back in the corner doing all this and that. And um, I'll see you in about 20. I'll see you in about, if I could tell y'all what she was doing. I'll see you in 22 hours. God bless. Take care. I'm out. <laughs>